if you want to uh, follow along for this next segment, um, and you should, absolutely mind-blowing, go to globalnews.ca, click on the story, Cosmic Cliffs, Dancing Galaxies, James Webb Telescope's First Photos Dazzle. Boy, do they ever. I don't know if you saw the photo that came out last night in the announcement by U.S. President Joe Biden, but I think it was sort of like the the really wide shot, and then they've zoomed in on some other things uh, today. It's, I don't know, it's they're beautiful. I wish I knew what they were in some cases, and hopefully we can find out, but uh, absolutely incredible photos. Okay, to find out what's going on with the James Webb, the, these first pictures and the mission itself, we're going to chat with uh, Loic Albert, who is currently the scientific instrument expert um, for... Uh, the N-I-R-I-S-S. I'm not sure what it stands for, but it's the Canadian component of this whole mission. It sort of, it locks in the telescope, as I understand it, on whatever it happens to be photographing at that point. But let's find out for sure. We're going to bring in uh, Loic now. Loic, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Hey, it's a pleasure. We, we chose a, a hard acronym, right, for this <laughs> instrument? <laughs> what does it's, it stand it's, for? It's, it's, it's nearest. It's the near... Infrared, uh, what is it? Near infrared and slitless. Oh, I'm all confused. <laughs> <laughs> I always say nearest. Anyway, it takes images and takes spectra. So that's that's what uh, that's why we called it nearest. Gotcha. Okay. Now, hey, like I say, you're on the team. Tell us about your involvement in the James Webb Telescope. How far back does it go, and what have you done? Oh yeah. So I personally, I've been working on this for well over ten years, but. Uh, my, 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 my boss, if you want, René Doyon, who was the PI of the Canadian instrument, has been working on this for since uh, 2001, essentially. So it's a long, long project. Wow. We're so proud. And, and for, for Canada, Canada should be very proud about this, uh, this project because we, we do have a, a, an involvement in this. It, it all started with uh, building the guider for the observatory, what we call the Fine Guidance Sensor, the FGS. And that's what got uh, Canada involved and CSA, the Canadian Space Agency, involved in, in web, is to, is to build a guider that makes sure that the telescope is steady yeah. when we take exposure and it doesn't move so that we can have exploit uh, the, all of the resolution that the, the telescope can provide. Because so if I understand correctly, tell, tell me if I'm wrong here, like we think when we pull out our iPhone and we take a picture, it's snap, we've got our picture. With these photographs, uh, it takes sometimes hours to, to, to actually get the full photograph, right? Exactly, literally. You have to expose, you have to let the photons accumulate slowly because those things are very faint. And, that, and, and so you need to expose for a long time, hours, days, even weeks, uh, before you get uh, those faint blobs in the image. And it's, it's, it's uh, you know, and that's why also we need big mirrors, big telescopes, is to essentially collect as much, as many photons as possible. The bigger the, is, is the better for, for this. So with this telescope, we are very sensitive, 100%, uh, 100 times uh, more sensitive than Hubble is uh, at the infrared wavelength. Yeah. Uh, for someone who's been working on this, like you say, for 10 years yourself, the Canada Space Agency involved for much longer than that, how rewarding is this? How exciting is it for you to see these pictures coming back? Uh, you can't imagine. It's been imagine you know working on one project for that long, and as you know, there were many uh, reports launch launch delays because this is a fundamentally very complex machine oh, yeah. to build and test. 
So it, it was built, but the testing phase was taking a, a lot of time to make sure it worked the first time. And so we, because we only had one shot that we couldn't re- repair or fix the, the telescope once in space. So for me, going through all of those steps to test, get to the launch day, Christmas 2021, uh, and, and, and finally uh, going through the six months of what we call the commissioning, the essentially testing in, in space of all of the instruments, and finally reaching today with the release of images, color, color images, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's really, really neat. Professionally, it's the, the, best, the best time of my career. I, I can imagine. I can imagine. The pictures themselves, uh, are you like me looking at them and going, wow, they're incredible, <laughs> but I don't really know what's going? I mean, it's so hard to wrap your head around this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I got access to the images at the same time as you. It was kept very secret by NASA. And last night, the first image release of that, that deep field, I must, I must have stared and do a zoom on the image for over well over an hour, looking at every little speckle of light. I, I even found this is a, a field of galaxies. We're essentially sitting in our Milky Way, a very busy town of billions of stars, yep. and we're looking straight up where there's less stars, looking at the rest of the cosmos, looking at far distant galaxies and exposing for 12 hours. And and that's what we're seeing. We're seeing then those galaxies appear in our image and they are very distant. And if you look at that image, um, you should go back to it and look for the red spots. The red spots are the galaxies that are actually the farthest away. The, the white ones are close, closer by. Okay. And, and, and because the cosmos, the universe is expanding, it, galaxies that are very distant expand faster than galaxies that are close by. And so as the galaxies expand and move away from us, their light is redshifted by a physical phenomenon called uh, the Doppler effect, just like when you have an ambulance uh, passing by for the sound. Okay, the same effect, but for light. And so it stretches the light from blue to red. And if you look at that image, you see the red dots are all the very distant galaxies. Those are the galaxies that we want to study, to study how the first galaxies evolve and form, or were they, what shape were they, what brightness were they, were they more, uh, was there more uh, very luminous galaxies or more very faint galaxies at that era? So those are all questions that we want to, to address, and I'm sure we'll be able to address with, with the web. Amazing, amazing. I've never heard it explained that way before. Thank you so much for that. The other question I have, we, we, we know that when we're taking a look at these pictures, we're not only seeing, uh, we're also looking back through time, right? Because we know some of the light that we're seeing captured by the web, uh, whatever emitted that light no longer exists. Looking at yes. that picture you were talking about, is there any way to know, I mean, is it different colors of light, different size, different placement? Is there any way of knowing what the oldest light is in that image? Or does it all look the same? Yeah, no, you, you, that's a very good question. That, and that's what I was referring to. If you look at the red galaxies, that's those the are oldest. the farthest away. Okay, And, and when, when, when you have a, a distant object, don't, remember that the light that we, that we collected with the telescope uh, took literally 13 billion years tra- to travel through space uninterrupted until it reached our mirrors. Okay, those photons of light were emitted 
uh, 13 billion years ago by that galaxies uh, at that time very young and the the photons traveled and and we finally collected them uh now so it's literally you're it's like looking at those photons is is like uh being in a time machine you you see what the universe was like at that time when the the, the photons were emitted so looking at the images look at for the red stuff okay the red stuff is is where it, it, it's the oldest things that you i mean it's it's the farther uh, back in time that you can uh, look at some of the, uh, I guess, more close-ups, if we're going to call that the wide shot, the establishing shot, some of the close-ups of, like, um, I don't know if it's Stephens or Stevens Quintet, I'm not sure how that's pronounced, and, and the cosmic cliffs and things like that. What what are we seeing in those photos? What stands out to you? Have you had a chance to look at some of those and the nebulas and all the rest? Yeah, so I, 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 I to be honest, I had very little time <laughs> today to look at those images. I, yeah, but I did, I did see them, but didn't have a lot of time. But the, the first one, Stefan Squinted, is an iconic, uh, if you want, picture for even amateur astronomers when you turn your your first small telescope right. to the sky, that's one target that you like to see. Because, And what's so special about the, those galaxies, you have four interacting galaxies. So they are like spiral-like galaxies that got very close to each other. And gravity, uh, the force of gravity just uh, sheared, uh, stretched those galaxies. And, and they represent essentially what we think uh, went on in the early universe. At that time, the universe was much smaller, and galaxies were still forming, and smaller galaxies were fusing, merging with each other in the same way that we see the Stefan Quintets uh, today. So they're kind of a, you know, a, 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 a preview of what, yeah. what uh, not a preview, but they represent what the young universe uh, was in terms of galaxies interaction. And one, one nice image that I, I looked at uh, today that I really like is uh, the Carina uh, Nebula. So this is a much closer uh, uh, target, right? We're looking now, we're, we're not looking at far distant galaxies, we're looking within our Milky Way, within our galaxy. Okay. And we're looking at a cloud, a big cloud of gas and yeah. dust. And in that cloud, uh, there are stars being born right now, at the moment, you know, uh, stars that are less than a million years old. That's very uh, young for a star. And and you see the process by which stars form. You see bipolar jets on... Uh, I've seen at least one case in that image where, you know, as as uh, as a, a dust cloud uh, collapses, it becomes a disk. At the center, a star uh, slowly forms and it, it, it uh, uh, accretes that, uh, that gas in the disk. And some of that uh, of that uh, material gets ejected by the star at both poles at a very high speed and i i could see that uh, this uh, this morning in the in the image so we're witnessing the very young here not the very old Amazing. It is so amazing. And uh, I, I can't thank you enough for sort of explaining some of it to us, Louis. Uh, just incredible stuff. I really appreciate your time. 